0: The following day, Sophia and Kai had agreed to meet in the park. Kai hid the book in his bag, and the two of them hid under the climbing frame and took it out to look. They stared and stared and stared at the picture. When they arrived at the Kender Castle, again they couldn't find Kester, but they knew he was around. He's probably up in the haystack again, said Kai, and the two of them giggled. But no, his voice came from very high up. Hello, I'm over here, he said. "'Not there, up here!' the two of them looked up. Kester was halfway up the castle wall, climbing on the vines that grew on the outside. "'What are you doing up there?' asked Sophia. "'Well, this vine was getting ever so overgrown it was covering some of the windows, "'so I thought I'd better do some pruning,' said Kester. "'He didn't have any harnesses or rope. "'He was just clinging on and clipping as he went. "'That doesn't look very safe,' said Sophia.' Oh, don't you worry about me. I've been trained to climb since I was a little wee one. Well, we came to help, said Kai, but I don't think we'll be climbing all the way up there with you. We haven't been training since we were tiny. Don't you worry, chuckled Kester. I wouldn't let you up here anyway. Wouldn't be safe. Oh, good news, he called, though. One of me doves has returned. And he clambered the long way down the vine, all the way to the bottom. I've just heard back from the people in the Yellowlands. Just as Kester was about to explain all the news, another dove came down and landed in front of him, and then another, and then another. Kester threw down some grain and untied the scrolls attached to their feet. Kester carefully studied everything that was on those scrolls. Sophia and Kai looked over his shoulder and tried to make sense of it all, but it wasn't obvious. He sighed and tutted and shook his head and stroked his little beard. "'Well,' he said eventually, "'it's not good.' "'The Maura are making advances on more than just the Greenlands, "'and none of my kinder people have found any of the crystals yet.' "'What can we do to help?' said Kai, with a heavy heart. "'I don't know,' said Kester. "'There's very little just the two of you can do. Ireland is so big, and there are so many places to look. "'You can't be in the red and the orange and the yellow and the green "'and the blue and the purple lands all at once, can you?' "'No,' said Kai. "'But I have an idea.' He suddenly had an idea, a flash of inspiration. We can't be in lots of places at once, but I can get more help. I have friends. They would like to come and they would like to help. I know they would. They are good people. We can split up in groups and we can go from land to land. I know we're not a whole team of people, but some is better than none. Hey, if you can get them to agree to come, if you think they can come and help, I will never turn down help, said Kester. Come on, Sophia, said Kai, let's go. Let's get our friends and let's come back. We're going to help you, Kester, he said, and he looked deep into his eyes. Thank you, kiddo, said Kester, and he squeezed Kai and Sophia's hand. The two of them closed their eyes and they thought their way back to the park. They had to wait until the following Monday, until they were back in the woods with their friends, before they could tell them of everything that had happened. When they first told Orin and Arthur about it, they didn't believe them. There's no such thing, said Arthur. Let's just pretend. It's not, said Kai, and I'll prove it to you. But first we must fetch Jan and Willem. They need us all. Oren and Arthur knew that the younger ones would definitely join in if they asked them, and so they ran off and fetched them. All the children hid inside the holly bush, and they looked at the picture. And they did as Kai said. They stared and stared and stared. And then, with a gust of the breeze, they were there. Welcome to... Aralan, said Kai with a swagger. Orin and Arthur and Willem couldn't believe their eyes. Arthur even rubbed his and tapped his head a bit. Kai and Sophia and Jan smiled because they remembered that feeling when they first came to Aralan. So you said they needed our help, said Arthur with purpose. How do we help and who are we helping? Kai didn't get a chance to answer before Kester came tumbling out of the rose bushes. ''Hello, nice to meet you,'' he said, and he wiped some dirt off his hands before he thrusted his hand forward to shake theirs. ''This is Arthur,'' said Kai, ''and this is Oran, and this is Willem, and we're all here to help.'' ''I am humbled and honored," said Kester, and he bowed in front of them. ''Come into the castle and have some kinder biscuits and acorn coffee,'' he said, and all the children followed him in. As they sat around the table, Kester explained to them in full the details of their quest. He told them everything he knew about the Mora, and the crystals, and the news he had heard from his people. The children listened in complete silence, as Kester explained how each of the provinces had its own crystal, and without the crystal from each province, the protective prism of Aralan could not be made again. They could see on his face and hear in his voice the seriousness of their quest, and the responsibility felt heavy. ''Well, let's go then,'' said Arthur, jumping up. He didn't like the suspense. He wanted to get going, because it felt less scary. ''Right, well, you can't all go to the same province. You'll slow each other down, and your efforts are better off spread out.'' ''So who's going where then?'' said Oren, who jumped up too. ''How do we decide,'' said Kai, ''who goes where? Do we go on our own, or should we go in pairs?'' The children had a discussion, and they decided between them that they'd all much rather go in teams of two. They had lots of conversation, to the point of almost arguing, about who would go with who and who would go where. But then Sophia noticed something. She was wearing a blue skirt, and Kai was wearing a blue jumper. Jan was wearing yellow leggings, and Willem was wearing a top with yellow stripes. And when she looked over at Orin and Arthur, they were both wearing red. "'I've got it,' she said. "'It's simple. "'It's decided. "'We go to the province that matches the colour of our clothes.' The children looked at themselves and then looked at their friends, and they realised Sophia was right, and so it was decided. Kai and Sophia would go to the Blue Lands, Orin and Arthur would go to the Red Lands, and Jan and Willem would go to the Yellow Lands. While they were discussing things, Kester had walked off, and he came back and dumped a big pile of old dusty scrolls on the table. Right, there's a lot of maps in here, it's going to take me some time to to get my bearings, but you've all got some long journey ahead of you. He began making notes and scribbling on different parts of the maps, but Kai stopped him. Kester, it's okay, I have a magical shortcut that my small taught me. Kester looked up. A shortcut, he said. To where? To all of the provinces of Aralan, said Kai. He explained about the book, and about the pages in the book, and how each page was a picture of of each province. Kester wasn't sure if he fully followed, but he understood shortcut, and that was good enough. We must be going now, said Kai, if we want to take the shortcuts, that is. Children, said Kester, I cannot thank you enough. Just the fact that we've got more people out there looking for those crystals fills my heart with gratitude. He waved them off as they ran down the gravel path outside the Kindergates. The children held hands, and Kai taught them how to travel back to the woods again. When they got to the woods, for the very first time, Kai turned the page, and there on the next page was the Redlands. It wasn't a nice picture like that of the Greenlands. There were big dark volcanoes with rivers of lava dripping down them and smoky skies that choked out the sunlight. Unlike the green lands that were abundant with life, the red lands were rocky and barren. Kai felt sorry for his friends and he felt glad that he had not been wearing red. Oren and Arthur were both worried, but they didn't dare admit it to each other. They searched every corner of the picture and they did find a little island with trees on it. Let's go there, said Oren. I mean, just to begin with, he said, hoping that nobody could tell he was worried. Great idea, said Arthur. Come on then. And both trying to look like the bravest, they ignored their thumping hearts and stared at the little island in front of them. They stared and they stared and they stared until the city clouds began to move in the sky and they could smell the dripping lava flowing down the volcanoes. And just as they could feel themselves going, they heard Kai shout, Remember, you can always get back. Just think of here. With his words echoing in their ears, they arrived on the little island surrounded by lava. Kai turned the page over and there in front of them was a picture of the Lands. It was very different indeed, and it didn't look quite so menacing at all. As far as the eye could see, there was yellow prairie lands, big, tall, dry grasses, dotted with trees and bushes that had autumn leaves. It was a sunny picture, and there was a lovely morning glow to it. Kai didn't feel half as worried sending Jan and Willem there. Jan and Willem looked at the little yellow flowers and the butterflies and they felt glad that they had been wearing yellow that day. They saw in the picture a particularly lovely looking little hill and the two of them liked the idea of roly-polying down it. And so that's where they decided to go. They stared and stared and stared at the hill until the little flowers that were running all the way down the bank began to quiver in the breeze and a yellow dust blew up into the air. It's only us left now, said Kai, and he looked at Sophia. As they turned the page onto the blue lands, they held their breath. But when they saw the picture in front of them, they were put at ease. A beautiful mountain range with crystal blue lakes and rivers stood before them, and Kai thought maybe it was the most beautiful land of all. It was so beautiful, they didn't know where to go, they couldn't choose the perfect spot. But then Sophia looked closely and she saw at the foot of one of the mountains, on a little hill, was a little white unicorn. There, she said, there, I want to go there. There's a unicorn there, and I like unicorns. Kai couldn't think of any reason why not, and so the two of them looked at the unicorn and they stared and stared and stared. Eventually the scent of the blue flowers wafted past them, and they could hear those little blue birds with silver beaks calling in the sky. When they opened their eyes, there they were in a land so big and blue with a unicorn in front of them. Kai thought of his friends, and he knew that they too were at the beginning of their quest, that they too were excited and scared, and that they too were looking out at a whole new land in front of them.